ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to my 324th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my events of the week, highlights, lowlights, and bizarre nudist items. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. well. I'll start with my events of the week. First one that I covered last weekend was the Dell Technologies Championship at TPC Norton, about 20 minutes from where I'm standing at this moment. And it was great. Uh, I trailed Tiger on both Friday and Sunday, and it was just spectacular. Uh, the crowds around him were just like the old days. It, it was a trip in the Wayback Machine. And massive crowds all weekend long, good weather. Uh, fallish New England mixed with some hot days as well. So it was just a perfect blend. Bryson DeChambeau, of course, uh, looked awesome and won his second FedEx Cup tour event in a row. Not an easy thing to do. And attended his and Tiger's press conferences, among many others. And they were great. I really got to like uh, Bryson DeChambeau. He was just a great interview. And very likable guy who gets it. And so just a tremendous weekend, as always. I've covered it most every year during the uh, decade plus that it's been here. And may not be held here next year, but it looks like there could be a rotation system where we'll be back in two years. So, again, just great to have Tiger back and soak it up following him. So... Just wonderful, wonderful Labor Day weekend as it has been year in, year out for so long. Speaking of events of the week, I'll be covering one tonight. Patriots Super Bowl hero James White, who scored a touchdown in yesterday's opener, uh, will be hosting the Sweet Feet for Strikes bowling event. It's to benefit the Boston Medical Center. He basically took the mantle from Jared Mayo, who created the event and, and hosted it for years. But Jared Mayo retired, and last year they hosted it together as he uh, passed the baton to James White. And it was great last year, and tonight James is uh, on his own, shall we say, hosting it. And I have no doubts it'll be great. It's, uh, again, close by where I live, so... Nice and convenient. It's one of my favorite events of the year every year and can't wait to attend. And last year I had a good chance to 
speak with James one-on-one. Just a really likable fellow and a great player. Uh, No one in New England will ever forget the game he had, the catches, the touchdowns, all of it in the Super Bowl comeback victory for the ages against the Atlanta Falcons a couple years ago. And he showed uh, yesterday that he is uh, still firmly in the mix. Uh, had a beautiful move, caught a pass from Tom Brady and just had a beautiful move into the end zone from about the five yard line. So looking forward to tonight, but start with yesterday where I did go to the Patriots game. Rob Gronkowski had a great game and caught his first touchdown pass, uh, basically right in front of me, which is awesome because he did, uh, uh, a little spruced up spike with a little dancing mixed in and uh, and the season got off and rolling. Uh, watching NFL Red Zone uh, last night, the touchdown montage. He was the first touchdown of the day shown, which tells me that he was the uh, player who scored the first touchdown of the day yesterday. And what a day it was. Uh, leads right into my highlight of the week, which was, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Last night, adding to his legend in just a spectacular Sunday night game, uh, down 17 nothing to the Bears, and Rodgers got hurt, looked like he hurt his knee, got carted off, uh, a sight that can make no, no one happy. Uh, flashbacks of last year, and was he going to be out for the year? The Bears were in total control of that game, then... Uh, Rogers pulled, uh, what I remember, uh, what I would liken to Larry Bird returning in the deciding game against the, uh, uh, Indiana Pacers, uh, years ago at the Boston garden, whipped off his, uh, whipped off his warming, warm up jacket, running through the tunnel into the garden and the place went crazy. It's in Boston lore forever. And Rogers walking out on the field for the second half after being carted off at the end of the first half was just spectacular. And then he basically lit it up as he only he can do with just uh, leading a comeback for a 24-23 win over the Bears, who again were in total control of that game, thanks in large part to Khalil Mack, an absolute beast, uh, who had an ending of the first half, uh, interception return for a touchdown, uh, sack fumble. It was just incredible. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, here's what I'll say about Aaron Rodgers. And as a longtime season ticket holder who watches Tom Brady up close and personal, pretty much every home game and never, ever take it for granted. Uh, in my mind, Brady is the best, but what I'll say about Aaron Rodgers is uh, he's clearly 1A, number one in current players, but he does things that I've never seen a quarterback do in my life, uh, whether it's running to his left and throwing 50-yard darts, Hail Marys, you name it. But last night, again, he added to his legend. It was incredible, basically playing, throwing off one leg uh, and just – Managing the game, inspirational, in total control. You knew he was going to do it. I mean, I had no doubts. The minute he walked out on the field, I said, they're going to win this game. And they did. 
Um, so just an absolute pleasure to watch. Thrilled he is not injured. He said after the game he is definitely playing this coming Sunday. And the game of the year in the NFL is scheduled for right here at Gillette Stadium, November 4th, Sunday night. Packers at Patriots. So uh, was always thought that was going by the wayside when he was riding off in that cart. So glad to see it's uh, back on track. Uh, another highlight has to be Ryan Fitzpatrick playing the game of his career to lead the Bucks to a shocking win over the uh, Saints in New Orleans. Jameis Winston, of course, is suspended. So it was just uh, really, truly special stuff and good for Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was just incredible. So my bizarre story of the week is the weather and the effect on some of the games. Uh, first, I'll start with the Steelers-Browns tie in the rain. It's the first tie in an opening weekend game since 1971. Uh, it was just a crazy game, both teams. Steelers had a 21-7 lead, start with that. James Conner had a great game, great game. Uh, 135 rushing, two TDs, a lot of 60 yards or so pass receptions. But unfortunately, he turned the ball over, fumbled it, and it just uh, uh, led to the Cleveland comeback, to the 21-21 tie. Went to overtime. The rain was harder than it had been all day. Each team missed a field goal, and there we have it, a tie. And the other game affected unbelievably by weather was the Dolphins game, twice called for two hours plus delayed. Uh, so over four hours in delays, basically a seven-hour game. It started at one, it ended around eight. Longest game uh, on the clock in NFL history, no surprise. So, pretty incredible. My low light of the week was Jimmy Garoppolo losing his first ever NFL game that he started through a few picks. Uh, I'm a big Jimmy G fan, and I uh, want to see him do well, and he, I'm sure he will do well, but uh, yesterday was really the first, uh, first game where he showed some... Uh, some vulnerability, shall we say, and uh, so we'll see what happens with him. But uh, and again, tough team playing the Vikings in Minnesota. That's a really, really tough game. But Jimmy G has now lost his first game that he started. Uh, speaking of expatriates, Malcolm Butler played for the Titans yesterday. Kind of strange seeing that too. Uh, made some nice plays, also, but he also gave up uh, a touchdown on a long pass. Other notes, uh, Bills, Ravens, uh, let's not forget, the Bills beat the Ravens on that crazy ending last year to get in the playoffs. So they were a playoff team last year, and they got absolutely smoked by the Ravens. I took the Ravens in my Deadpool pick for the week and never for a second imagined they would not win that game. So uh, kind of sad to see. I thought the Bills were... Uh, Going to build upon last year's playoff, but they're going in the opposite direction. Uh, and we all know it. Um, and the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, we've been hearing about that arm for last year or two. They traded Alex Smith. And boy, oh boy, did he put on a show yesterday. And that arm is everything it's 
Uh, everybody said it was, and Tyreek Hill was simply amazing. Uh, also went to the uh, Sox-Astros game Friday night at Fenway. It was incredible, playoff atmosphere, uh, beautiful evening in New England to go see a baseball game. Uh, Sox started off strong, but then the Astros and Dave, watching David Price pitch against Garrett Cole was great. But then uh, Price left in the seventh. And they got to the bullpen and won. Then they won Saturday. But the Sox pulled off a walk-off victory last night, which was very, very impressive. Uh, around midnight last night at Fenway. So uh, I think we'll see those two teams again in September, or this October. Uh, and more likely, uh, I think it's going to be in the ALCS. So playoff preview over the weekend at Fenway. And there was a lot of electricity uh, given everything going on, such as Patriots opening weekend. So now, let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of our show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, well, thank you, as always, for calling in. And uh, you've had a good couple weeks uh, watching the number one team, Alabama, play like the number one team. And Tua clearly uh, has established himself, I believe, no surprise, as the starter and number one quarterback. And boy, AP, he just looks special. Uh, in both games, uh, I couldn't be more impressed. Uh, so I, I got to imagine they're loving Tua down there in Alabama. John, I've never seen Alabama play so well the first two games. Matter of fact, they scored 50 points, and that's the first time since 1925 that they put on 50 points the first two games. Is that right? Anytime you break an Alabama record of any sort, you're doing something special given their uh, glorious history, to say the least. So, wow. Uh, I did not know that. And uh, they look formidable. I mean, to me, when I look at them, aside from Tua, he he just jumps off the page at anybody. Uh, It's just the depth is just so incredible. It really is. The talent is just so rich. I, I don't ever remember it being so obvious uh, as it is, as it seems to be this year. I, I think that's due to Tua, his ability to get the ball to people, right. these game breakers, and they can make the plays because they had a couple receivers go over the middle. They, the tackle was missed, and it was a touchdown, you know, straight down the field, 30, 40-yard dash. And you're not going to catch them if, if they're ahead of you. So he... And then he throws to the tight end, the running backs. He he circles around the defense. He's like a ballerina with that pirouette move. And then he throws the ball, and it's on target for a strike. So he just adds another dimension that I don't think has been at Alabama during the Nick Saban era. They've had, you know, A.J. McCarron went out to pro ball, and Greg, Greg McElroy played a little bit in the pros, but... This is the best quarterback. John, even John Parker Wilson played in the pros, and but this is the best quarterback by far. It can really deliver the ball to everyone with accuracy on time, all over the field. I totally agree. A great observation because I'm going to make my first, probably not my last, comparison with the great Tom Brady. Uh, you know, so there's so much to like and so many facets of his game over the years, but the hallmark of his career to me has always been how he distributes the ball to so many receivers. I mean, it gets lost sometimes in his, his greatness and his multiple abilities, championships, all of it. But, you know, the foundational, uh, you know, part of his career has, again, been getting the ball to receivers back in the day, it seemed. You know, you see it now and again these days, but not not as much because it's assumed. But early on, you know, it used to always be like a big statistic. In other words, you know, Brady completed, you know, passes to seven, eight, nine different receivers, you know, and that used to be really among the lead stories week in, week out. Now it's again just lost in the as he shatters sports NFL records on a weekly basis. It seems, uh, but if 
Tua has that ability, uh, it's rare. It's really rare. And so that's a great observation because, uh, again, he's just he's special. You know, it hasn't taken me long. I mean, you, you don't you, you know you can almost compare their careers a little bit too. When you know, Tua steps onto the field to rescue Alabama in the second half of the national championship game, winning it with a long pass in overtime, and we all remember Brady, uh, how his career started when Drew Bledsoe got hurt and he mopped up that game and then won the next game. I still remember to this day being there for that game. His first ever start, and the rest is history. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess the people in Alabama just have to be so so excited, you know. And, and oh, by the way, shades of Kenny Stabler, right? The lefty, that has to be kind of uh, yes, well received down there. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, that's sweet. Uh, it sure is, and I, I think that, as you said, John, that there's a sense of appreciation that. Alabama has recruited so well through the years, right. have all of this star talent at the wide receiver position. Even at tight end, they have some good players. Irv Smith Jr. the other day, he looked good, and he continues to you know catch passes from Tua. So, but you're, now you're getting a chance to see the, the full measure of all their skills as wide receivers because Tua can put the ball in their hands uh, on anywhere on the field. Yes. I mean, geez, we only have to go back a few days to Thursday night when we got to see Julio Jones paired with Calvin Ridley, you know, for the Atlanta Falcons in the opening game against the Eagles. Uh, So, yeah, Alabama has uh, obviously a rich history there, a rich history across the board and especially in quarterbacks. You know, when you go back to the Stabler era and Richard Todd, Steve Sloan, Joe Namath, uh, Bart Starr. On and on, but you're right about there hasn't been one of those guys during the Nick Saban era, but it looks like he has no. one of those guys now. That's for sure. So yeah, it's going to be fun. It really is. I just think uh, just when you think the Alabama program can't go any higher uh, or be more impressive, it looks like uh, there they may be this year. Yeah, John, that's something that when Nick Saban first arrived. They were kind of searching for an edge pass rusher, so they brought on board a few. And so now this is another position where he's brought on a, an NFL-type talent. So, you know, now they need to get a kicker, I think, John. That's next on the docket. That's been another bit of an Achilles heel in, uh, in the Saban era. Uh, but, you know, so how is their kicker? Is their kicker this year uh, uh, a little shaky or... Too early to tell well, yet. Yeah, yeah, John, you know, it's really funny because there was a transfer from Temple University, Austin Jones. He had one point in his career at Temple. It's 19 in a row, and he's from Orlando, so he kicked in the first game, missed a 27-yard field goal, missed an extra point. Well, I gave him kind of a pass because his grandmother had uh, had died in uh, the last two weeks. So then he came back again, missed an extra point. So they put in Joseph Boulevard, who was a hot shot kicker coming out of Louisiana redshirt last year. He was injured, and he looked strong. So I think, I believe that Joseph Boulevard might take over that kicking kicking position. He was the kickoff man, but I think he's going to do both now. I, I mean, unless Austin Jones really turns around and practice, but he has struggled. I mean, when you missed three extra points, he missed two Saturday. That is, 
you, you can't win football games, tight football games, with the kicking game being suspect. No way. Even the great Alabama team will need a kicker sometime this year. You know that. There will be a game yes. that will get to, you know, will, that will be decided by the Alabama kicker somewhere along the line. They're good, but they're not that good that they're right. not going to have a game that right. won't be decided by a kicker. And uh, so, yeah. Yes. Wow. That's interesting. I, I, I didn't really know that. So that's something to watch for. No doubt about that. Yeah, and the punter, he's he's uh, he's doing okay right now, but he probably needs a little bit better as well. He's a freshman, so you know they haven't been in too much trouble with the uh, punting game. Right, so we'll have to keep an eye on it. <laughs> I'm sure they haven't, but again, they're going to need that before the year's <laughs> out too. I mean, they're they play in the SEC West, so it's not like they're doing these great things in over the, in the Saban area, you know. Uh, in, in a cupcake league, shall we say. They're doing it in the toughest league in America. So they're going to need all hands on deck. And it's so amazing, AP. You know, I mean, how many people have asked, myself included, whether it's kicker or quarterback during the Saban era. Like, you know, they get such talent. How can they not be getting, you know, automatically <laughs> great talent at kicker and quarterback? I mean, I, I know I've asked that question a few times over the years. I'm guessing I'm not alone there. Yes. And uh no, but it, I I think the answer, John, lies in their evaluation. There's has to be something and that that part of the plan is it's not effective uh I mean they struck gold with Tua. Right. And uh you know, we shall see about the kickers, Joseph Pulaba in particular, because he was a top rated kicker. Even though I read his stat, I think in college, in high school he was eleven for twenty four. I was overall or senior season. I'm thinking, gee whiz, eleven for twenty four. That's not very good. But oh. he's rated one of the top players in America. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, well, and Alabama is interesting. Uh, you know, it's like uh, just you know they're fun to watch now. I can't wait to see them. You know, in some of these upcoming games, uh, they they've just become must see TV. You know, like the Patriots, you know, they're uh, polarizing, one of those love them or hate them teams. Uh, but yeah. you got to watch. you got to watch. And that, to me, is the highest plateau any team can reach in sports. And obviously, Alabama's there, the Patriots. And there's not a whole lot. There's a few. Always a handful, but never more. Oh, yeah. This weekend, John, they're playing Ole Miss in Oxford, so... That should be quite the ball game since Ole Miss put on 76 points last weekend. I agree. I agree. And Ole Miss has had some success in recent years, as we all know, against Alabama. So that game bears watching. No doubt about it. All right. Well, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our first segment. Isn't it great to have football, all of football, finally back full time? Because uh, our segments fly by. They seem like each one lasts uh, two minutes, if that. Two-minute warning. So why don't we take our break now and still a whole lot more to get to on the other side. Two point eight seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. 
high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we covered number one, Alabama, in the previous segment, and still a lot of college football to get to. Uh Although I wasn't there in person, I was watching with great interest the Penn State-Pittsburgh game from rainy Hinesfield, and it's the game of my youth, 
my favorite sports event when I was growing up in central Pennsylvania. And it was, I, there's a, a massive bar restaurant in Boston in the shadow of the Boston Garden called The Greatest Bar, where the Penn State alumni headquarters, you know, uh, hosts viewing parties for Penn State games. And I've been going there the last couple of years. I've certainly mentioned it on the show in the past. But given that it was uh, Penn State Pitt, the place which is which always has three floors open uh it was so crowded on saturday night because it was saturday night uh and it was penn state pit uh they had to they, they opened up the fourth floor and ap it was just incredible many many hundreds of people uh i mean it's standing room only three hours before kickoff um, you know, I watched the Rose Bowl there a couple of years ago, the Big Ten Championship game when they beat Wisconsin, but I've never seen it like it was on Saturday night ever. And it was so much fun, you know, being inside. And, and by the way, the Penn State Alumni Association who puts it on, Boston Chapter, is one of the largest in the country, if not the largest in the country, this side of Pittsburgh and Philly. And... You know, they play the Penn State fight song. Everybody's chanting, we are doing the we are Penn State cheer. It's just in everybody. I mean, everybody, 100% is wearing, of course, Penn State blue and white. Still a lot of Pitt fans were mixed in there as well. Uh, and no, oh, by the way, as an aside, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, Boston is one of like, is one of the largest chapters of the Penn State Alumni Association as I said, not only is the Alumni Association gigantic, but there's just tons of people live in Boston that either graduated from uh, Penn State or are from Western Pennsylvania, like myself. So just a great night in Penn State. Again, a horrific rainy night down there at Heinz Field. And uh, Penn State looked great, touch and go in the first half, but uh, weather certainly had an effect. Uh, and Penn State ran away with it in the six, second half, scoring, uh, winning 51-6. to six. Uh, So they looked impressive. Everybody was happy, and it was uh, a rollicking Saturday night in Boston, let me tell you. Next best thing to be in there, AP. I mean, it sounds like it for sure. You have the music, and you have the atmosphere, and everybody's dressed up in their gear. And, and, then you, and you have the, the Pittsburgh fans as well. That's, I like that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, they even have, and I like this too, because I used to cover this team and lived there, uh, West Virginia University uh, has a fan club there for viewing parties. Uh, so they actually occupied some of the third floor, uh, and they're great fans, to say, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes, they are. You know, it, it was, trust me when I tell you, AP, as a native Northeasterner like myself, from Pennsylvania, lived in West Virginia, covered the Mountaineers, covered, of course, the Nittany Lions, and went to many pit games as far back as the Tony Dorsett days. Uh, it was a unique yeah. mix on Saturday night to have Penn State, Pitt, and WVU fans all in the same building on a Saturday <laughs> night, yeah. watch both teams' games. Keeping in mind, in the background here, trust me when I say this, there is no... As good as Penn State Pitt is, there's no more vicious rivalry history in the Northeast, if not America, all over. The, the, this side of Alabama-Auburn 
than Penn's than Pitt, right. West Virginia. So just to, to have Pitt, West Virginia fans in the same building, even though they weren't watching the same game, was pretty incredible in and of itself. That was priceless. So uh, just really uh, a fun night out. And Trace McSorley, AP, he's special. He really is. He's just, uh, you know, his mobility, his toughness, his leadership is just spectacular. Uh, clearly, you know, gotten over gotten past you know no saquon barkley the offense lit it up um Pitt made a lot of turnovers that had a major contributor to uh the big loss and uh you know no love lost between those two schools james franklin said a few things yeah. uh saying basically when Pitt wins it's like they won the super bowl when they won a couple years ago but when penn state beat him last year Franklin said, you know, for Penn State, it's like beating Akron. <laughs> so <laughs> we're talking serious <laughs> bulletin board material here. And something has to be going on there, AP. Because, I know, believe me, they got a lot of play right. in Pennsylvania. It feels, it feels personal, that's for sure. It's always been personal, but this feels a little extra personal with James Franklin and Pitt. Right, right. He's a Pennsylvania native, so. Exactly. He he was the quarterback around for a while. It's different. He gets it. He gets it. And again, the, yep. these this rivalry runs deep. Just a quick aside. I mean, late seventies, early eighties. The you know Dan Marino, Todd Black, Legira, four years in a row. One of the two teams was number one. So their game, which was tipped back in the day, Thanksgiving weekend, uh, had a direct effect and in some cases decided the national championship four years in a row. Kind of like Alabama-Auburn is today, it seems, every year, AP. That Penn State pit (laughs) used to be that game. (laughs) Um, Right, right. (laughs) So with great stars. I I recall those days. I'm sure you remember. Again, when I call it the game of my youth, uh, I can't overstate it enough. It really was. It was really, truly special stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, again, uh, just a great game. Um, and, you know, uh, Penn State is in the mix. They host Ohio State in two weeks. It's the whiteout game, Saturday night. I'm guessing Saturday night. I know it's Saturday, September 29th. Don't know if they've uh, announced it as a, a night game. I can't imagine it would be anything but, but you never know. Uh, so we'll, we'll know all we need to know about Penn State on uh, in two weeks, so that's going to be fun. And uh, in the meantime, AP, you know, I, the other game that just jumped out at me, as it did anybody who was watching it, was of course the scare that Samford put in Florida State. They almost beat them. They say they had them on the ropes as an understatement. They had the lead with, I think, under five minutes to go at Doak Walker Stadium in Tallahassee. And AP, I got to confess, you, you know, and I. I I had never heard of Samford University, college, whatever it is. And I was watching, you know, I kind of caught wind of the score, so I was able to tune in and watch the very ending when Florida State finally took the lead and then got an interception to seal the game. But that was a shocker. And let's not forget Florida State, uh, you know, did not look good in losing their first game either. So don't know where they're at, but... uh, uh, but that was quite a scare. Yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech beat them up pretty bad on Labor Day night. 
Very bad, in fact. Um, so, yeah. So, tell me, where do you know Sanford? Where, where is Sanford? Because I was almost embarrassed because they made a reference that I guess Bobby Bowden actually went to Sanford. But is that a, is that a southern school, I guess? I'm guessing, probably down in Florida? That, that, that's correct. It's in Birmingham, Alabama. And Bobby Bowden's from Woodlawn High School in Birmingham, Alabama. They oh, made gee, well, you're probably... Woodlawn. That's his high school. And uh, so Sanford, it was called Howard College at the time. And then oh. it was Sanford University. Bob, but Bobby Bowden, he went to Alabama as a freshman, and they transferred, uh, played quarterback at Howard College. Uh, and I think his wife graduated from there as well. Oh, maybe that's why I don't know it. Uh, but anyway, you're probably uh, in disbelief that I don't know it, given that it's from nearby Birmingham, Alabama. Um <laughs> But yeah. Uh, anyway, all all credit to Sanford. They they played a heck of a game, and just simply gave them all they could handle. I mean, it, it, there was every reason to believe they were going to win that game. They pretty much had the lead throughout, was what I was gathering. But uh, yeah, uh, Florida State uh, with their new coach Willie Taggart. I'm sure the natives are getting restless to say the least. But at least they did win. So it. You know, it really is yeah, at the end of the day. Total disaster. Total disaster. Epic disaster. Um, they, they might but, have had the, the, the chief showing up at the football office today. <laughs> right. The Seminole chief, right? Not Chief Osceola, I think it is. Yeah, he would have been questioning what was happening. Right. Riding, on, riding in on the horse, I'm sure. With the, with the spear in, in hand, no doubt. <laughs> right. With, with uh, probably not a friendly face. <laughs> Definitely not a friendly face, and maybe ready to use that spear uh, yeah. and put it somewhere other than the turf. <laughs> um, right, yeah, right, right. Just a, a little enforcement was needed, or you know, a little incentive. Exactly, but they won, and you know, the, you know, and onward and upward for them. Um, they did, you know, they won. They did what they had to do. So. AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our second segment together. Uh, one more to go, but why don't we take our final break, and we still have a little bit more to get to on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports... sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air former philadelphia eagle james loving is your host and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot tune in to loving that sports talk with james loving every wednesday at noon pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel now is the time for a road trip for an outdoor-centered summer vacation to chase the fishing bite. So this week, The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking summer angling adventures. Joining us will be Dave Mercer, host of Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, plus J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, and Cat Daddy. Jim and Trav's Summer Angling Adventures is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight. Two Monday night football games, Jets versus Lions. Sam Darnold is starting. I heard heard within the past hour or two that he is the youngest starting quarterback in NFL history. Uh, Twenty-one, Just turned 21, apparently. And then the Rams-Raiders is the second game. Uh, fascinating to see how John Gruden is greeted given uh, the trading of Khalil Mack and then watching Khalil Mack wreak havoc last night against the Packers as well as just the Rams offense plus their defensive additions like Aqib Tlaib and people like that so both good games and speaking of TV uh, the uh, FedEx playoff is on as we speak live. Tiger Woods just finished his round and had a great round, 17 under. Four shots behind the leader, Keegan Bradley. They're still on the course. Uh, rained out yesterday uh, down there in Philly. So uh, bonus golf on a Monday afternoon. What, what can you say? So I've been watching Tiger. All day, and he, he looked great, like kind of like he did at the PGA. But AP, that said, um, other good games over the weekend. Uh, start with Clemson, Texas A&M. Uh, Clemson held on to beat him, but Texas A&M gave him all they could handle down at Kyle Field. Very, very controversial play with the ball going out of the end zone as a guy who's basically going out of bounds at like the one yard line, the ball scored it, I guess, over the pylon. They call it a touchback, which means Clemson gets, gets the ball. As luck would have it, AP, there was at least one, if not more, very similar plays yesterday in the NFL that were not called touchback. So, <laughs> uh, I, you know, Clemson got quite a scare. Um, but, just to be fair, Clemson, you know, Texas A&M did get the ball back. That occurred about five minutes ago. They did get the ball back. They did score, and they had a chance to tie with a two-point conversion. Uh, so, good game, though, that's for sure. But number two team in the nation, AP, and they had their hands full. Yeah, I guess that's due to Jimbo Fisher. He has played Clemson many times and knew what to expect and yep. had his team prepared. It looked like he had some... Pretty good quarterback play, which is always the key when you're trying to upset a, a better team. So 
I think, like I said, Jimbo, I think he'll be a force in that SEC West. I don't know if he'll reach the championship level, but I know he's going to challenge some people. And so even though they didn't win the game, uh, maybe it foreshadows uh, some of their uh, strength of that team to come. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Should be interesting, uh, to say the least, to watch both teams going forward, but see if Jimbo can get Texas A&M uh, back on top again uh, in the toughest division in college football. Uh, another upset that did occur, uh, Arizona State beating Michigan State. Herm Edwards getting his first signature victory uh, early on, and I was very happy for him winning out in the desert. And I've always liked him, great personality, and let's face it, a lot of people thought uh, we're surprised when he took that job, uh, given age and things like that. But uh, I think Herm shows he can still bring it. I'm not surprised. No, and it was a typical Herm Edwards game with low scoring. I mean, yes. You thought you were watching the New York Jets play, right? There you go. There you go. Even though the other team was wearing green, but it just brought memories of when he was the coach in New York uh, for the Jets. Uh, exactly. His team held on to squeak out a 16-13 to 13 win, and that's all that matters. That gives him confidence. But now you have to see how you manage success. We always discuss this every season, John. A team that's the underdog wins a game. How do they fare the next week? Correct. That is so important, and it's always tough to bounce back. We see it all the time in sports. Uh you know, another interesting game over the weekend, Stanford-USC. Stanford won 17-3. Uh, they were home. Bryce Love played well. So Stanford, I mean, there's a program that, you know, uh, maybe gets a little bit taken for granted. I think the coach certainly does, David Shaw, because they, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're just, uh, they're a power, period. Firmly a, a power, I yeah. might add. Yeah, they always can run the football. They've had top running backs. Bryce Love is another one in a long list of star players at that position for the Cardinals. And wouldn't it be fun to have them in the playoffs, Stanford? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. I totally agree with that, AP. Uh, you know, a lot of blowouts this weekend, uh, you know, which often happens in the second week when – Teams tend to play weaker teams. And, uh, you know, I mean, Miami rang up 77 <laughs> on somebody. and uh, But another interesting game, Oklahoma beating uh, UCLA 49-21. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, all the, you know, all, all the top 10 teams won, generally speaking. Um, so... We're off and running, AP, and uh, yeah, again, just some massive scores. I mean, Ohio State beats Rutgers 52-3, to West Virginia 52-17 to over Youngstown. Central Florida continues to, uh, with their unbeaten streak, 38-0. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to stiffen up. Last note here, LSU won 31 to nothing. I watched LSU uh, pretty much dominate Miami on Labor Day weekend, and I like that quarterback, 
the transfer from Ohio State. Looks like they may have found themselves a good leader. That's what impressed me. I thought he was a good leader. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to be a percentage-type quarterback, but he can make some throws that will be uh, explosive plays downfield, and that's what matters. Uh, I mean, you've seen it with various quarterbacks through the years. That they don't, you don't have to be the high-percentage quarterback if you're running an offense where you're trying to get down the field. Just complete some crucial plays on third down. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, well, LSU, add them to the list, AP, of schools that, uh, you know, have had trouble getting quarterbacks. Uh, but it looks like they might have themselves uh, a, a winner there. Um, so we shall see. In fact, he's going to get a stiff test. We'll know on Saturday because LSU plays at Auburn at 3.30. Yeah. So we'll get our, yeah, I think we'll get our answers. Game. Yeah, that's a big game. As you well know, yeah, in Tigers down south. Yeah, oh yeah, the the Tigers all Tigers are all in there. Which Tiger will be a winner at the end? That's right. It's an all Tiger day. Auburn's number seven in the nation. LSU's number twelve. That's a great game. That should be fun. Um, yeah. So then you have two programs, John. Two programs, John. USC and Texas. They're trying to make comebacks. You know, so they're they're playing USC and Texas. I think is coming up. Oh yeah. Oh, that'll be a good one. Ohio State at TCU on Saturday night's another good one. Yes, USC Texas head to head with Ohio State TCU at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night. And AP, hard to believe we're at the end of uh, our show. Thank you so much for giving us uh, the usual great report and covering the Alabama game in Tuscaloosa, which you did on Saturday and. we're off and running, AP, so it's going to be another fabulous college football season, uh, as well as NFL and all football in general. So I look forward to uh, having another great year with you. Yeah, I look forward to it, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I can't wait till the coming weeks. It's going to be great, as it always is. And thanks again for joining us. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.